Lift up your hands. Open up your heart and your spirit as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much. Lord, we exalt you. Thank you that we can appear before you. And as we appear before you, Lord, we go from strength to strength. In the name of Jesus, touch each and every one of us. Visit each and every one of us. We pray for your precious anointing to be in this place. I ask, Lord, that you speak through me, speak for me, speak by me. Confirm your word, O God, with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and giftings of your spirit. In Jesus' name, have we pray. Let everyone go back changed. Let everyone go back transformed. In Jesus' name, have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap, offering as you take your seat. Oh, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible tells us that God has gone up with a shout. Amen. And so even God, he likes shouting. Hallelujah. You know why when they are going to play a football match, they send supporters and fans to go and shout and make noise? It's because when they are shouting, and our brother is a footballer, he understands. When they are shouting and making noise, it gives them vim and energy. It gives morale. Hallelujah. And it allows you to, it allows a person to perform. So it's important that you learn how to give God fans. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Amen. Turn to the person, tell the person it's your time of refreshing. Tell another person it's your time of renewal. Acts chapter 3 verse 20, I'm using the New Living Translation. Acts 3 verse 20 says that, Then the times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord, and he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. Then the times of refreshment, Acts chapter 3 verse 20, Then the times of refreshment, or the times of refreshing, King James says times of refreshing, and NLT says times of refreshment. You know, people like refreshment. <laughs> Hallelujah. People like refreshment. How many of you here you like refreshment? When you go for a program, you like it. Even no matter even how much you have eaten at home, when you want when you go for a program, you want to eat the, some of the food over there. Recently, one of our members was telling me that you know um, that she went for a wedding. This is a true story. She went for a wedding. The, the wedding it was last year, last year COVID time. So the wedding was on a Friday. The wedding was on a Friday, and. Um, when they called the caterer, the caterer had forgotten. <laughs> True story. The caterer thought it was a Saturday. So when they called the caterer, that was the, the caterer said, not today. <laughs> the caterer said, ah, not, not today. <laughs> so the caterer couldn't bring the food for the wedding. So the people announced that, okay, they, they apologized. Uh, true story. I, I'm not joking. True story. They apologized that they, they, after the wedding, there was no refreshment. So they advised the people that, they told the people that if they can come the next day, that's a Saturday, the refreshment will be available because they've already paid for the refreshment. The caterer forgot that the wedding was a Friday. So they've already paid for the refreshment. So if they, they are pleading with the people to, if they can come the next day, just for a refreshment. Because the wedding ceremony took place on Friday, and they've already ordered the food. So this, this it's a church member. She said that the next day, that was Saturday, you know, her mother, she and her mother went. The, the mother told her that oh, they should go for it because the way she sees the thing, nobody would come. 
no one will come. So at least they should just go so that it will be an encouragement to the couple. So they went for the refreshment. She said when they went, the people that came that day were more than the people that came. those who came for the wedding. So I was asking myself that, so why would somebody, why would people just want to pick a car or drive or whatever just to go and eat and come back? But it makes you see that people like refreshment. People like when there's food. You understand? Anytime they are, you know, every, anytime that you go somewhere and they are sharing food, you watch people's eyes, you will make red. I read. They are waiting for their turn. Hallelujah. So naturally, we like refreshment. Amen. Now, if, we, if in the physical we like refreshment, the Bible is telling us in the book of Acts 3 verse 20 that, that these are the times of refreshment. Amen. Amen. This month of December, it's a season of refreshment. God is bringing you a refreshment. God is renewing you. God is reviving you. God is doing things that will put a smile on your face. Hallelujah. God is, the Bible says that God has laid a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Your cup is running over. Goodness and mercy have followed you all the days of your life. And in this season and beyond, you are dwelling in the house of the Lord every day of your life. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. So this is a time of refreshment. What is the refreshment we are talking about? Is the refreshment from the presence of God. He says, times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. It's a refreshment, a refreshing that comes from the presence of the Lord. There's something about entering God's presence. And being in the presence of God is nothing can be compared to being in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. David said that, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You should be glad. Just like how the people were ready to pick a car, drive, and go just for refreshment. And they were full of joy and enthusiasm. In the same way, that is how you should be full of joy when you are coming into the presence of the Lord. That is what David said, that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. When, you, when it's Saturday and, you know, you are reminded that Sunday is service time, it's church time. Are you full of excitement? You must be full of excitement. And David also says something that he would, he would rather be a gatekeeper in the, in the courts of God than to be any other place. Wow. May you experience refreshing in Jesus' name. You know, and, and I believe that the songwriter was very prophetic when the songwriter wrote, there is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper. There is something that makes me come into your presence, my helper, my helper. Makes me come into your presence, my 
us want to enter the presence of the Lord. It's the, it's the love of God, the favor of God, the goodness of God, the mercy of God. I want to ask you a question. Do you enjoy entering the presence of God? Do you enjoy talking to the Lord? Do you enjoy having fellowship with the Lord? Do you enjoy having intimacy with the Lord? Hallelujah. You know, it, it, the presence of God, you must be turned on by the presence of God. Amen. You must be turned on by the presence of God. You must be full of joy at God's presence. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap, offering. So when we enter the presence of God, we experience spiritual refreshing. When we enter the presence of God, we also experience mental renewal. When we enter the presence of God, we experience emotional refreshing. When we enter the presence of God, we also experience a physical refreshing, a physical renewal. Hallelujah. You know, you can be tired physically, but there's something about the presence of God that even when you are tired physically and you enter God's presence, you are strengthened. Even when you are tired mentally, emotionally, and you enter God's presence, you are refreshed. And when you are tired spiritually also, and you enter God's presence, you are refreshed. And I believe strongly in this month of December, as our prophetic focus is times of refreshing, I believe strongly that God is refreshing and renewing each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we learned that because it's a time of refreshing, it's also a time of separation. Last week I told you it's a time of separation. That means that God is calling us to separate ourselves from some people. You know, if anybody, can I tell you something? Anyone that does not increase you will eventually decrease you. Anyone that does not increase you will eventually decrease you. Because there's something in, in, in thermodynamics. It's, it's, called a, it's called the law of thermal equilibrium. Hallelujah. <laughs> How many of you know the law, law of thermal equilibrium? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, so the law of thermal equilibrium... <laughs> It teaches us that, you know, when two bodies are in contact and there are different temperatures, maybe one is hotter than the other, two bodies are in contact and are different temperatures, with time, over time, they both attain the same temperature. And so what's going to happen is that the hotter body is going to lose some heat to the colder body. And the colder body is going to gain some heat from the hotter body so that eventually they come to the same temperature. That is, so they come to, that's what we call thermal equilibrium. Hallelujah. And so when you are working with somebody, you may not realize it, but over time when you are working with somebody, you will become like the person. Amen. So ask yourself right now, who are your friends? Who are the people that you spend time with? Who are the people that you associate with? Who are the people that you hang around with the most? It's very possible that the people that you hang around with, you are like them. And, and you have to decide to make a choice as to the people that you hang around with. Hallelujah. Because the people that you hang around with, you are eventually going to be like them. If they are spiritual, you would also be spiritual. If they are carnal, whoever hangs around with carnal people, the person will become carnal. If they are prayerful, you will also become prayerful. If they are wealthy, you also become wealthy. If they are rich, you also become rich. If they are church workers, you also become a church worker. 
If they are hardworking, you also become hardworking. If they are God lovers, you'd also become a God lover. Hallelujah. I remember the other day I was talking with God's servant, Dr. Michael Bodinyamich, and he was talking about how he was fasting. He had, been, he had been fasting for a number of days. And you know the reason why he was fasting? He was fasting so that he can know God more. He was fasting so that he can love God more. And I was challenged and provoked by that. And I realized that a lot of people, why do people fast? A lot of people fast because of breakthrough. Isn't it? A lot of people fast because of marriage. A lot of people fast because of visa. A lot of people fast because of promotion. A lot of people fast so that they'll do well in their business. But when was the last time you fasted just so that God, that I may know you? And the purpose of your fast, that God, I may know you. <laughs> may you embark on such a fast in Jesus' name. May you embark on such a fast. May you decide to go and pray. Just because you want to know the Lord more. Hallelujah. So when you walk with God lovers, you'll be a God lover. And God wants us to separate from some people. God wants us to separate from people that are not making any contribution in our lives. God wants us to separate from people that are not, you know, they are, not, they, 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 they are having a negative influence on us. There are people that they have friends with, with uh, there are people, their friends are those who steal for money. Some people, their friends are armed robbers. Some people, their friends are thieves. Some people, their friends are um, Sakawa people. Some people, their friends are people who kill for money. <laughs> who is your friend? God wants you to separate from the wrong people. Give the Lord a clap, offering. And then what we learned also is that it's a season of rest. Hallelujah. God wants us to rest. And what does it mean to rest? It means to rest in the presence of God. To rest. God wants us to rest in the presence of God. God wants us to, to lie in his presence, to lay prostrate in his presence. God wants us to commune with him and have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. That is what it means to rest in the presence of God. God is calling each and every one of us in this season. God wants you to set aside time. You know, sometimes you can go and visit somebody and you are just hanging around with a person. You are just spending time with a person. You are not really talking or doing anything, but you can spend, you can spend hours with a person. God wants us to also spend hours with him. God, God requires fellowship. Amen. God wants us to spend hours with him, spend hours in his presence, talking to him, reading the Bible, listening to some messages, reading some Christian books, some Christian literature. It's a season of rest. And the way by which you can rest is by resting in the presence of God. Resting in the presence of God. We also learned that it's a season of waiting upon God. Amen. It's a season of waiting upon God. The Bible tells us that they that wait upon the Lord, they shall what? Renew their strength. From Isaiah chapter 40. Maybe we can go over there. Isaiah. Today I brought my Scofield Bible. Amen. This is my Scofield Study Bible. Hallelujah. As a parent, do you have a Scofield Study Bible? <laughs> we live in a general people. See, the Bible on the phone is just uh, this thing. You need hard copy Bible. Because, yes, you know, even now you know that the Bible says that we should eat the scroll. It's supposed to be a scroll. The, the, I, I'm telling you from experience. <laughs> I, I'm telling you from experience. 
Can I tell you from experience? You get more revelations when you are reading the Bible like this, hard copy, than soft copy. There's something about it. There's something that comes even by just turning the page. <laughs> and there's something that comes. And when you, <laughs> you, you get intoxicated. <laughs> Amen. Isaiah 40 verse 28. The Bible says that, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, the Bible says that he fainted not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. God does not faint. God is not weary. And there is no searching of his understanding. Amen. And verse 29 says that he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increased strength. You know, anytime you are weak, go to God. God will increase your strength. God will increase your strength. Verse 30, 31, verse 30 says that even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. So strength is not necessarily in youthfulness. So the Bible is saying that even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But look at verse 31. Strength is in this. It says that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Hallelujah. It says that they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I see you running and not being weary in Jesus' name. I see you walking and not fainting in Jesus' name. I see you mounting up with the wings of an eagle in the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a clap, friend. Hallelujah. And then it's also a season of boldness and courage. It's a season of boldness and courage where God is calling us to step out in faith and do the things that he's called us to do. What has God laid on your heart? What is the burden that God has put on your heart? What is it that you feel God leading you to do? I want you to be bold and courageous. And I want you to also be, there's somebody here, the Lord is telling me that he's calling into a certain realm of spiritual warfare, certain realm of engaging with family spirits, dealing with evil family and God says that be strong and courageous because you are going to throw down the evil family altars. Amen. Hallelujah. So whatever it is that God has laid on your heart, be strong and very courageous. Be bold and go for it. Tell the person next to you that be bold and go for it. Many times when God is calling us, many times when God is asking us to do certain things, many times when God is laying a burden on, upon us, sometimes we feel that can we do it? Sometimes we feel, we feel that, can we get it done? How many of you have been, to that, been at that place before? Where you have felt like, oh, the thing that God is calling you to do, the thing that God is asking you to do, can you get it done? Hallelujah. But I want you to be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. And believe strongly that whatever it is that God is putting on your heart, you can get it done. Amen. Maybe God is calling you to pray for the sake. Believe God that it will be done in Jesus' name. Maybe God is calling you to cast out demons. Believe God and take that bold step of faith and be courageous. And you'll be surprised that what God has called you to do, you'll be able to do it in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. It's also a season of planning. We saw from Habakkuk chapter, Habakkuk 2 verse, is it Habakkuk 2 or Habakkuk 3? Habakkuk, I believe it's Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 to 2. He said that, I'll stand upon my watch and set me upon my tower and will watch and see what he'll say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And he said that, and he said, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Write the vision 
and make it plain upon tables that he may run that reader. What is it that God has laid upon your heart? I want you to write it down. As you write it down, you are empowered to run with it. As you write it down, you realize that there's a certain supernatural grace that will come upon you that will help you to run and to fulfill that vision. Amen. And then verse 3 says, For the vision is for an appointed time. The vision is for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The vision is for an appointed time. Person next to you, tell the person that the vision is for an appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. I'm coming to my message for today. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Today, I want to share with you about, uh, I want to give you three people that had encounters with God in the Bible. And I believe that in this season of times of refreshing, we, God wants us to encounter him. Amen. God wants us to encounter him. God wants, God wants to reveal himself to you. How many of you have had an encounter from God? Wow. How many of you have been there? You were, maybe you were, you were in, on your bed. You were just meditating on your bed. And all of a sudden, the door opened. And then when the door opened and you lifted up your head and you looked, Jesus was entering your room. <laughs> May you have such encounters in Jesus' name. Those are, those are some of the encounters that Kenneth Hagin was having. If you've, read, if you've read his book, I Believe in Visions, he talks about these things. He was in, in the room and Jesus opened the door and Jesus walked in. He even described the dress Jesus was wearing. Jesus was wearing sandals. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that, But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them diligently seeking. The Bible says that without faith, it is, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And he's saying that he that comes to God, he that comes to God must believe that God exists, must believe that he is. He that comes to God, so this is, this is faith. Faith is believing that God is, and God, that believing that God is the I am. In the book of Exodus, God revealed himself to Moses as Yahweh, which is the I am, the I am that I am. So, so Hebrews tell us that if you are to have faith, it means that you believe that God is the I am. As you are coming to God, you must believe that he exists. You must believe that he is the I am. And you must believe that he is going to reward you as you diligently seek him. When you seek God, believe that God will speak to you. When you seek God, believe don't think that and that's why we keep on teaching you that prayer god doesn't just want us to pray and to be excited that we have prayed no when you are praying believe that you receive answers to your prayer so when you wake up in the morning to spend time with god and you are diligently seeking the lord believe it have that faith and confidence that god is going to reveal himself unto you hallelujah because he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him amen as you seek the Lord, may the Lord reward you in Jesus' name. And what is that reward that God gives to us as we seek him? The reward that God gives to us as we seek him is the reward of himself. Many people think that the, the reward that when you are seeking God, the reward God wants to give you is money. The reward God wants to give you is to excel in your exams. The reward God wants to give you is a visa, is a visa to travel to the U.S. or to Dubai or Switzerland. The reward God wants to give you is a 
job openings, business contracts. The reward God wants to give you is a wife or is a husband. The reward, these are, these are things that God will give you. But the greatest reward that God wants to give you is the reward of himself. Remember when God appeared to Abraham, God told Abraham that I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Hallelujah. So what is it that God wants to give you? God wants to give you of himself. God wants to reveal himself unto you. God wants you to have an encounter with him. How many people are ready to have an encounter with the Lord? And in this month of December, as you seek the Lord, as you seek the face of God, may you encounter God in Jesus' name. May you know God in Jesus' name. May you hear the voice of God in Jesus' name. The Bible says that your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. May your ears hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Hallelujah. May, your, may every scales on your eyes fall off and may you see Jesus Christ. May you know Jesus. May you fall in love with Jesus. There's a song that I learned when I was in secondary school and I've loved that song so much. To see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more dearly, day by day. To see thee more clearly, love thee more dearly, follow thee more dearly, across the song, when I'm singing this song and I'll be weeping. Right now, as I'm singing it, I want to cry. But you are here, so I don't want to cry. <laughs> because some things that when I dream, it must be you and God alone. So when it's me and God and I'm crying and with yeah, it's me and God. If you have seen me, you spoil it. <laughs> Hallelujah. But to see the Lord more clearly, to love him more dearly and to follow him more dearly. That is what happens when you have an encounter with God. Amen. Let's go to Genesis 3 verse 8. Go and look at the first person that had an encounter with God. Um, Genesis 3 verse 8. That's Adam. A lot of people don't like Adam. But you have to respect Adam. Even if you don't like him, you have to respect him. Amen. Genesis 3 verse 8, the Bible says that, and they heard, that's Adam and Eve, the Bible says, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Scripture actually teaches us what God was always doing, how God always used to visit Adam and Eve in the garden. It was this, and this account is because Adam and Eve had sinned. After they had sinned and God was visiting them, that is why they were hiding among the trees. But this was the regular day, regular way that God always visited Adam and Eve. The Bible says that they do hear the voice of the Lord God will be walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The voice of the Lord God will be walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Hallelujah. That is how God always used to visit Adam. And in a way, that is how God visits us also. That is how God wants to visit us. God wants to visit us in the cool of the day. In the cool of the day. And let me tell you something. That there are, there, there are certain times in the day that God specially chooses to visit people. And those times are in the night. Or those times are the cool of the day. That early in the morning, between the hours of 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., or in the evening, or in the night time. You know, God likes it when everywhere is cool and calm and quiet. 
Amen. When everywhere is cool and calm and quiet, God likes to come in such places. God doesn't like to come in and visit people in places, times when, you know, it's hectic. And that is why when, when people are busy, they would usually not hear the voice of the Lord. When people are very busy, when people are active, when people are going about their duties and all, many times it's difficult to hear the, the voice of the Lord. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you have to go into a cool place. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you have to be in a quiet place. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, you have to quiet your spirit. You have to quiet your soul. There are people that they are always thinking. They are always thinking. And that is one of the benefits of fasting. You know what fasting does? One of the things that fasting does to you, and for which fasting enables you to hear the voice of God, is that fasting makes your mind calm. Fasting quiets your mind. You have to eat so that you can, you can, you know, thinking requires energy. How many of you know that? Thinking requires energy. So when you have eaten, you can be thinking and imagining things and all that. But when you are fasting and the body is weak, you realize that there's no energy to think. You become calm. Your mind in a way becomes blank. And when that happens, that is when you can be able to hear the voice of God. Because there are times that we can't hear God speaking to us because we are thinking a lot of things. There are people that they are thinking about the food that they eat. They are thinking about work. They are thinking so many things. So do not be able to hear the voice of the Lord. But God, the Bible says that what? They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Amen. In the cool of the day. If you want to encounter God, make sure that you come to a place of coolness. And sometimes you have to even go to a garden to pray. Amen. Sometimes you have to go for a retreat in a garden. You have to leave your environment. Am I preaching to somebody? This is how to have an encounter with God. Amen. Right now people have, you know, but those days a brick gardens was used for retreating. Achimota forest was used for retreating. Botanic gardens, Legon Botanic gardens was used for retreating. KMUST Botanic gardens was used for retreating. Right now the people have sports the thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you have to, it's good sometimes to go to a garden. To go to the mountains. That was where Moses had an encounter with God. On the mountaintop. Go to the mountains. People go to Achia mountains. There's a place called Seku. You know, you have to go, you have to, go to such places. As a benefit too. Have you gone for any retreat on a mountain before? As a person, have you gone for any retreat on a mountain before? Oh, some people have not gone anywhere, but I pray that you go places in Jesus' name. That you go places just to seek God. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Wow. And also that the voice was walking. <laughs> the voice was walking. The main way by which God speaks to us is by his voice. The main way by which God reveals himself to us is by his voice. Amen. It's by his voice. A lot of people, I believe in visions, I believe in revelations, I believe in trances and all that. However, the primary way by which God speaks to us and by which God reveals himself to us is through his voice. And that many times, 
even in visions, you usually hear the voice of God. Because God does not like to appear in a form. Because God is, is, a, is a creator, so he cannot limit and restrict himself to any form of the creation. And that is why God warned the children of Israel not to make idols. Because God cannot be reduced to the creature. Amen. So God will reveal himself to you by a voice. By his voice. God will speak to you. Let's go to Genesis 20, sorry, Psalm 29. Psalm 29. The Bible says in Psalm 29, it says that, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Verse 3, look at what verse 3 says. It says that the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. Hallelujah. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. This shows us how you can hear the voice of the Lord. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, the Bible says that the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. What are the waters? The waters refers to the scriptures. The waters refers to the scriptures. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, read the word. A lot of people go like, oh, they've not heard God's voice or they want to hear God's voice. But if you want to hear God's voice, you must first be accustomed to the written word. Because the written word is also his voice. You must first be a lover of the word of God. Be a reader of the word of God. And as you are reading God's word, as you are meditating on God's word, you see that the voice of the Lord will be upon the word. The voice of the Lord will be upon the word. The voice of the Lord will be upon the word. The Bible says that the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap of him. Read the word of the Lord. As you read the God's word, as you meditate upon God's word, you'd hear the voice of God. You hear the voice of God. God speaks to me through his word. As I'm meditating on his word, he speaks to me through his word. And he speaks to me about other things as I'm meditating upon the word of God. Amen. Amen. So learn to meditate upon God's word. And as you are meditating upon God's word, you would receive the voice of God. I pray that your ears will be open to receive God's word. I pray that you have a desire and a thirst for the word of God. I pray that you give yourself to meditating upon God's word. And I pray that as you meditate upon God's word, the voice of the Lord will come up unto you. In Jesus' name have we prayed. Give the Lord a mighty clap of him. Verse 4 says that the voice of the Lord is powerful. Hallelujah. When you hear God's voice, it is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. So whatever stronghold it is, the voice of the Lord will break it in Jesus' name. It says that he maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divided the flames of fire. Hallelujah. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calf. This speaks of prosperity. That you need to hear God's voice regarding your business. You need to hear God's voice regarding your marriage. You need to hear God's voice regarding your career. You need to hear God's voice regarding your profession, regarding your academics. And the moment the vo- God speaks to you, you see that you receive prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. You receive prosperity. Amen. Amen. The voice of the Lord maketh the hind to calve and discover the forest. And in his temple does everyone speak of his glory. 
may you speak of the glory of the Lord in Jesus' name. I said, may you speak of the glory of the Lord in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty clap, my friend. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 18. So we've seen how Adam had an encounter with God. We want to look at Abraham. Abraham had different encounters with God. I want to look at um, this, this particular one. Genesis 18 verse 1. The Bible says that, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. Am I okay? And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. Wow. Verse 3. And said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Amen. Now this scripture is teaching us something. If you've read it, time will fill us to read the whole chapter. But if you read the whole chapter, you realize that God himself appeared to Abraham. God appeared to Abraham. Let's, let's go back to verse 1 again and look at verse 1. It says that the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. That's where Abraham was living. So, it, and, so the Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Mamre and now it goes to recount how God appeared to Abraham. This is how God appeared to Abraham. In the afternoon, it, the, the weather was hot, Abraham was sitting at the, his tent door. You know, you know he was, they, were, they were living in tents. So he was sitting in front of his house. It was in the afternoon so that you, you get some refreshing so that Get the, the weather was hot. <laughs> you get fresh air. Amen. So Abraham was just sitting there and he was possibly meditating, thinking about the goodness of the Lord and all that. And then let's look at verse 2. And as Abraham was sitting in front of his tent, the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he looked, and lo, three men stood by him. He didn't see how they came up. But when he lifted up his eyes, he saw that ah, there were three men before him. And he said, he, the Bible says that he ran to meet them from the tent door. And he bowed himself toward the ground. And then he said to them that if I found favor in your sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. And then he said, let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Verse 5. He says, and I'll fetch a morsel of bread and comfort in your hearts. After that, ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And he said, so do as thou hast said. Amen. Verse 6 says that and Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes upon the, he- upon the head. And Abraham ran unto the head and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and he hasted to dress it. Can you imagine? Abraham just sees three people. He doesn't know them, but he decides to show hospitality to them. And he, he go- quickly goes to call the wife, you know, Sarah, that Sarah, quickly do a meal. So that's why wives must be responsive. Amen. It's not everything that you have to understand, but when you are giving instruction, quickly. <laughs> are there some ladies in the house? Why are, why are the ladies looking at me like a... <laughs> because Abraham didn't explain anything to Sarah. He saw the three people, no, he just went, no, quickly, prepare some, do some cake and something, and then uh, Charlie gets it ready. Hallelujah. And um, verse 8 says, And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. Verse 10. And he said, I will look at what he's saying. Now you can see that it is God that is talking. Because he said, Where is Sarah thy wife? How did he know that the wife is called Sarah? 
And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent room, tent door, which was behind him. <laughs> now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Sarah had entered menopause. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. <laughs> Sarah was saying that, Hey, what is, what is the man saying? That we will have a child. And to have a child, you have to do signs and wonders. You know, be so. How do children come about? If you want to know, maybe you can ask Eddie and Merlin how Joel came about. <laughs> <laughs> I said, how did Joel come about? <laughs> Hallelujah. So they are saying that, the Bible is saying that, Sarah loved and was like, ah, at this age of hers, is she, and at this, at this age, at this time, Sarah was about, was it, Sarah gave her when she was 75, eh? so she was she 90, so she was like 89. At this, she was, Sarah was 89 years old. Sarah was 89. And Abraham was 99. Because a year later they gave birth. Abraham gave birth to at 100. Sarah gave birth at 90. So when God appeared like this, Sarah was 89. And Abraham was 99. Can you imagine a 99-year-old man and an 89-year-old woman? Hallelujah. May God empower you for wonders in Jesus' name. May you surprise many in the name of Jesus. What people say you cannot do, you shall do it in Jesus' name. Because, because what God cannot do does not exist. And if God be for you, what cannot do that, that, that what God will empower you to do, to do what people think cannot be done in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a clap, offering. Verse 13, that verse 13 says that, and the Lord, so now look at it, that man is now being referred to, that man that Abraham uh, saw, and Abraham was hospitable to the person, he's now being referred to as the Lord, that was God, that was a theophany, a theophany, when, when we talk about, in Old Testament uh, theology, when we talk about a theophany, we are referring to an appearance of God, an appearance of God, so God actually appeared in human form, and came to Abraham, Amen. He came to Abraham. May you have such an encounter in Jesus' name. Amen. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I have a surety bear a child which I'm old? Verse, verse 14. Quickly. Verse 14 says that, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Amen. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Amen. Do you realize that it was God now? It was God. Wow. Hallelujah. Let's go to Hebrews. We'll come back to Genesis, but I want to show you something from Hebrews. Hebrews 13 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. It says that, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. 
For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. NLT. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. And we learn this from Abraham. That Abraham was sitting at his tent door and he saw three men. The three men, they were just walking. It's not like they were coming to his tent. But when we read, we realized that when Abraham saw those three men, Abraham ran to them and bowed himself to them. And he said that, oh, if I've found favor in your sight, please stop, come, come to my, my abode. And let me prepare some meal for you. And then after that, you can continue your journey. Abraham was showing hospitality. And it was in Abraham showing hospitality that he had an encounter with God. That he had his miracle. I want to know that this still happens. That even in this age and generation, when you show hospitality to people, you are also showing hospitality to God. Amen. Sometimes, showing hospitality to people, there could be angels that have taken on human form. There could be angels that have taken on human form. Sometimes also, when you are showing hospitality to the servant of God, to the man of God, to the prophet of God, you are also showing hospitality to God. Amen. Because the Bible teaches, the word angel, is, it's, it's, it also means messenger. It also means messenger. So the Bible tells us that believe in God and you shall be, you shall be established. Believe also in his what? His prophets. So it's not always that God will come to you. There are many times and even most times God will come to you through his servants. God will come to you through his prophets. And that's why the Bible tells us that if anybody gives a cup of water, a cold cup of water to a prophet, the person will receive a prophet's reward. Amen. That is hospitality. Showing hospitality. Can I tell you something? If you want to have an encounter with God, Learn to show hospitality. Learn to show hospitality to God's servants. Learn to show hospitality to strangers. Learn to show hospitality to the people around you. Learn to be hospitable. As you have been hospitable, you realize that you begin to have encounters with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord. Give the Lord a clap of him. In this month of December, learn to show hospitality to people. Buy a cup of cold drink for somebody. Give somebody a present. Give somebody a hamper. Amen? Amen. Do, do you like the message? Yeah. Get a gift for somebody. <laughs> Take somebody on a date. Take somebody to Kempinski. Take somebody to move and pick. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Show generosity. Tell your parents to show generosity. Because as you are showing generosity, you realize that you begin to have encounters with God. You know, many times that we think that having, a, having an encounter with God is, is all about prayer. And prayer has its part. But sometimes also, when you are hospitable to people, God will reveal himself to you. When you are generous to people, God will show himself to you. Hallelujah. And as you are being generous, learn to show hospitality also to the servants of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
The third person we want to look at that had an encounter with God is Jacob. And we want to look at Genesis 28 from verse 10. Genesis 28 from verse 10 to, I'm going to read it, verse 10 to 22. The Bible says that, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, verse 11. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night, because the sun was set. And he took all the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Wow. Jacob laid down to sleep. Anytime you are going to sleep, believe God that you have an encounter with God. When you are going to sleep, pray before going to sleep. Tell God that God talk to me. God reveal yourself to me. God show yourself to me. God speak to me. Hallelujah. Pray to the Lord. Don't, don't just sleep. Don't just some people, they don't even know when they fall asleep. There are some people, before they hit the bed, they are asleep. <laughs> there are some people also, they'll be watching movies and fall asleep. No, that's not a good way to fall asleep. Why should you be watching movies and fall When you do that, then you realize that you, you, you'll be dreaming the, the, of the movie also. Hallelujah. But, 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 but go to bed in a prayerful mood. Go to bed, you know, at least be meditating on some scriptures. The, the psalmist said that as he, he, I meditated on the Lord as I lay upon my bed. Amen. So as you are upon your bed, meditate upon the Lord. Think about the Lord. Talk to the Lord and tell God, that, Lord, as I'm, as I'm laying on my bed, may I have an encounter with you. May the heavens open over me. May I receive a refreshing from you. Hallelujah. Alright, so the Bible says that he lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Amen. So Abraham, sorry, Jacob, Jacob had a dream. Jacob had a dream. And in the dream, he saw the ladder reaching from the heavens to the earth. And he saw the angels of God ascending and descending upon the ladder. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And behold, verse 13, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. Amen. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. But I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jacob awaked out of his sleep. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. So Jacob had a dream. And he saw the angels of God. And he didn't just see the angels of God. He also saw God himself. He saw God himself. Hallelujah. In the dream. And God confirmed the covenant that he had made with Abraham and Isaac. God confirmed it to Jacob also. I pray for you in Jesus' name. That may God confirm his covenant with you. May God speak to you. May God make promise to you. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God confirm his covenant to you in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. And verse 16 tells us that when Jacob awaked out of his sleep, he said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. God was in that place. And God revealed himself to Jacob. Can I tell you that God is in this place? If you can allow your eyes to be open, you see that God is in this place. May, God, may you have an encounter with God. May God show himself strong in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of him. May you have an encounter with God. May your eyes be open to see the Lord. May your ears be open to hear the voice of God. May your heart be open to receive understanding of God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Shall we be on our feet? We've learned today about having an encounter with God. God wants to reveal himself unto you. God wants to show himself to you. I want you right now to just open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord in Jesus' name. Tell the Lord that, Lord, reveal yourself unto me. Lord, show yourself to me. Lord, may have an encounter with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody lift up your hands and talk to the Lord. Lift up your hands and talk to the Lord. Shada baba 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 baba
I want you to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands up and say, Father, Father, in this season, in this season, may I, may I have an encounter, may I have an encounter with you. With you, may I receive your voice? May I receive your voice? May I have encounters in dreams? May I have encounters in dreams and visions? And visions in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, may you reveal yourself to me. May you reveal yourself to me through your angels, through your angels, through your servants, through your man of through your man of God, your prophet, your prophet in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. In the name of Jesus, may you reveal yourself to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Rabba, 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 Rabba,
Jesus. Lift up your hands. Yes, Lord. May the heavens be opened over you in Jesus' name. Amen. May the heavens be opened over you in the name of Jesus. Amen. May you have visions of God. Amen. May the voice of the Lord come unto you expressly. Yes. I pray that the hand of the Lord shall be upon you. Amen. May you hear the voice of the Lord God coming to you. Amen. Oh, Jesus. That majestic, powerful voice. May you hear that voice. Yes. I pray for everyone. May your ears be open to hear the voice of the Lord. May your eyes be anointed to have visions and revelations. May your heart be circumcised to receive understanding. Yes, Lord. To receive all that God has for you. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. The touch of God. The touch of the Lord. 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 The name of Jesus. The touch of the Lord. The name of Jesus. 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 God is walking by somebody right now. Yeah, some of you have seen angels standing by you. If you can be sensitive, you will feel an angel standing by you. Visit your people, O oh God. Visit your people, O oh God. Revive your people, O oh God. Refresh your people. Strengthen your people, O oh God. Renew your people, O oh God. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Somebody give